magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. That's true. That's what's happening here. So, um, how <laughs> we already had a, quite a long catch up before we started this podcast, so maybe we shouldn't have done that, but it's okay. We still have a lot to talk about. No, I'm glad we did because yeah. I didn't want to talk all about all of those details on the podcast. No, no, but maybe, still. maybe someday, just not yeah. quite yet. Mm hmm. Um, what were the so this is in case you're new here, thanks for being here. We already appreciate you, and thanks for oldies. Yeah, we call them oldies. Or welcome back. Yeah, that that's another way to put that. Um, so if, if you are new here, what you don't know yet is that we pick a card at the end of every podcast. I almost called it a session, and um, then we talk about how it affected our if it applied to our week. So, yeah, what so last we, and it's week, always a surprise to me because of my memory. <laughs> so last <laughs> week, uh, I drew Bleeding Heart, which is Heal the Heart from um, Magic of Flowers Oracle. Oh, and you drew um, the wolf from right. the Sacred Cycles Oracle, which was, what was wolf? It was mm. like something about being alone, I thought. Oh, I thought... That's so funny. I think it was, well, it was about finding the pack, I think. The oh, was it finding the pack? Alone. It was some, one of the other. <laughs> it was, it's funny. That's what you remembered, though. I do think it was about, what's, oh, shoot. You know what? I don't, oh, here it is. Uh, let's see. It's a reminder to look at your instincts. And as the leader in your life, you're being called upon to trust your intuition um and follow your inner knowing so i guess it tuning wasn't into either. yourself mm -hmm. um oh also it was about tuning into whether you're pulling away as a lone wolf and when your pack would be so happy to help you ah i did remember the words lone wolf that's what mm -hmm. stood out in my mind it's funny because i feel like you're a bit of a lone wolf mm -hmm. do you feel that way with yourself yeah you do do you like being a lone wolf uh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I feel like I've already beaten you down. <laughs> Before we started the podcast, we were talking and she I said something. I was like, the universe is amazing and she's like, uh I was like, what is that? and she goes, I feel like you're about to call me out again. <laughs> I feel like that's all this is, is you feel that way. I don't know. Well, to. I just mean that aspect because I do feel like I have a lot of great friends and a lot of yeah. great connections and family too, family and friends mm -hmm. and in my relationship. But what I mean by that is that I do think that it is my natural sort of an instinct to pull away when I feel yes. hurt or confused yes. or... The minute yeah. something triggers me, then I yes. feel like I go into a little den. Well, well, a den, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm the opposite, of course. I'm like, <laughs> well, so- who can help me? How do I get help? Where are the resources? Where are the tools? Get me. Yeah. Who Who's helping? Yeah, it's like, it's maybe, I don't know. Yeah, what I mean by not liking it is that I do know logically like this. I could probably, it would probably be better if I could reach out and talk mm. to somebody about this right now. But yeah. And then eventually I do often, mm-hmm. but it's just that when, when I'm in that archetype, I don't yeah totally love it. I got distracted on a side note that um I was like, oh, I hope you don't pull this part of the video <clears throat> to post because for some reason I just looked over at myself and then I poked my nose and I don't know. It looks, I was just like, boop. And then you're like, why did I do that? Yeah. And then I was that- like, I don't know why I poked my nose, but okay, I really. Okay, I'll keep an eye out when I'm picking the <laughs> clip and make don't- sure there's no yeah. nose poking happening. Okay, thank you. That's great. <laughs> okay. But so with the cards, mm-hmm. how did you, did you feel your feelings or heal your heart this week or, and or tune into your intuition? Well, I feel like we're all, I'm always doing that part. Right, right, of course. <clears throat> and yeah, the lone wolf part, um I'm just thinking well, I do feel like I just do that anyway. But I don't know how that really applied this week. I did start therapy again for fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me, for me Good. it's fun. <laughs> I do understand that for most people like this kind of work is not fun. But for me, it is. When I got my tattoo for six hours, I just sat there and did inner child work for six hours. Mm. <laughs> Especially during the painful parts. It was it was just helpful. Okay, yeah. anyway, um, I did, yes, that is true. One thing that I kind of mentioned to you before, but I have this nagging sensation and actually it's going to relate to one of the questions from this week really great question I could just wait for this but I'm going to just say this part anyway um even with all the work that I do there's always more you know there's always more that you can do to feel more connected to yourself and more alive and when I look back at like who I was 10 years ago and I you know I was a full adult but still when I look back I'm like I almost feel like I was a teenager like how much I've grown since oh right um but anyway what I want to say is I realize basically I have this nagging sensation still of essentially the feeling of how my mother used to look at me which was very often disapproval or if she wasn't already doing it she was about to (laughs) I'm laughing because I don't know I don't know why I'm laughing. Anyway, it's just, okay. So anyway, that, just that feeling of like, I was telling you, it's like, feels like a brown energy of like, just, oh, you're not good. Even though I know I'm a good person and I feel good about myself in many ways, there's still kind of like, it's like the bottom line here though, is that if people are looking at you, they're going to find out the truth. So I've been in that and just keep working with it. And I discovered in this therapy session that it took very little to get there too, that there was actually a teenage part that I hadn't been talking to. And she was actually really mad and never was allowed to be mad. And so I've been really loving on that part. So that's the bleeding heart part. It's like really been just letting her, because there's a lot of sadness with that too, underneath the anger. Yeah. 
that I wasn't allowed to ever be mad at my mom. Probably not my dad either, actually. No. I mean, he, it didn't really come up as much with him because for whatever reason. But um, yeah, so that's what happened for me. Yeah, I had a similar thing. Cause so if you listen to last week's podcast, you know that I was putting off doing some inner work. Oh, right. And instead was clearing a lot of clutter, which was great. And I'm really happy to not have that clutter around anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do think it helps yeah. um, clear the space, get the energy moving. But then mm-hmm. when I did look deeply, um, I really didn't want to, but I did. And, it, and it, it's because I had told you on the podcast, I would do it. Oh, and that's so why you, you did it. Well, you heard me say it. The podcast listeners heard me say it. So I, it was made it a little bit less easy to put it off. You oh, know what I mean? that's interesting. That must mean in the four tendencies of Gretchen Rubin that you are a um, account. Wait, okay. There's someone that's motivated by being accountable by somebody else. It's not the well, upholder. Well, I do have... I do have that. Like if I say I'm going to do something or call somebody at a certain time or I mean, I don't know if that's my main motivation, but I yeah. definitely feel like I don't want to not do what I said I was going to do. Obl- obliger. That's what it is. Oh, obliger. interesting. Yeah. Well, I feel like it was also just that it was like there's proof. I mean, I I cannot deny that I said I would do that because it was recorded and it was broadcast. You know what I mean? Like it just okay. made it, it was really there. Anyway, yeah. I did do it and it was very painful. <laughs> it's like I'm not – I do really like self-exploration. I like yeah. crying. I'm an advocate of crying. This yeah. was just – I think it's the uh, Mercury – or. Venus retrograde yeah. Capricorn, yeah. which is in my first house, which is yeah. the house of self. So it was, it was my inner child. It was also my inner adolescent. They were both there, and they both felt very just. I mean, I, I just tapped into the the loneliness, yeah, of my childhood, where it was not that I was alone a lot actually, but it was that I just would transform myself into whatever I thought would get the most attention or make people the happy. It was like a role. Like, yes. okay, what role do I play here with this parent or this step-parent or this grandparent? Well, it's a part that you developed in order to be loved, and that part is still there. Well, like, though, our was, parts don't go away. They just it, need to have our love. And it was so formative. Like, that's what was I yes. think just felt so... <laughs> painful about it is and it's not like I healed it all but it was a big step just to see that and see the inner child and see the inner adolescent and see their pain like really just feel it and see it yeah that was a big shift for me I felt like it helped it the next day I was like oh joy joy is back (laughs) like I mean the pain too it wasn't that it was like now there's no pain and only joy it was like that that full range came back because I Mm. wasn't running from it or hiding from it anymore yeah yeah that's really big I'm really glad you did that Thanks. Yeah, it was a lot of dimension to it too. Because then it was also like that the part, the self thing, the house of self thing. That that's a really big deal with it because it is like, well, then who am I? Like, who have I ever been? Like, there was never. I just didn't have uh, growing up someone to be like. I really just want you to be you exactly as you are, and so 
So yeah. then it was like, well, then who have I ever been? And then mm. who am I? Well, it, was, it felt it, it felt like I don't know, very cool, like some kind of core thing that was missing. Yes, but here's the thing: is that we all have in parts or they would call it self with a capital S. I like to call it the inner adult because it's both. We have that loving, loving, compassionate, curious part of it. We're all born with it. We all have it. It's just if we've been trained to like to create many, many parts to um, protect ourselves, especially a performance part, I feel like, mm-hmm. which I had to have to. Um, it's very hard. It's like that part of ourselves doesn't get nourished and awakened and and, and fed and and so it doesn't grow mm-hmm. you know so we can't I mean it's not that it's never stunted that part it's just always love but it's like we can't we don't have as much access to it because we're not used to it we're used to going into the parts yeah. the inner child parts the inner critic parts you know all that stuff so that's why like in my class I start with the inner adult because so many of us don't have like it's about building that up as much as possible it really is I mean that part is also actually part of the ego too that loving part and it is it can be I mean it's huge it really is huge we're just so not used to um many of us are not used to having it be validated and seen mm-hmm. when we were little and so then that becomes part of the inner child work is growing that loving part yeah and doing it from all the angles you know well yeah and i think also it's like i'm at a point in my life i really do love being this age i just like i feel like things keep getting better and easier in a lot of ways but part of that is i think that it no longer it just doesn't because it would be something that i would fall into like oh no i feel worried that i don't won't have love or I won't have support or I feel mm-hmm. like triggered in some way. So what do I need to be? How do I need to look? How right. should I dress? How should I right. act? Like yes. now at this stage in my life, it's like I can see through that. It's not really – I can see that's not helping. I can see that it's painful. So but, then it's like that's what I used to fall back on and now and I, don't, yes. I can't really do that anymore. Yeah. So you're in like that void period where – but where's the self? Where's the loving yeah. adult? Where is she? But that's the fun part too because then you get to figure – out like oh what do I need like again in my class I talk about using the love languages on yourself mm. you know like okay what do I like like oh, I, I love perso- that yeah because like I personally don't love hugs <laughs> I mean <laughs> they're fine I like to hug people hello and goodbye I think just as a means of like reality check like oh you're here but I don't get like comfort a lot of times from hugs so anyway I know that touch isn't necessarily one of my love languages so I don't do that but for myself I really love words of affirmation I mean like when Brett tells me things or whatever you know like and so that is something I know like oh I can do that grow that loving adult by giving that to my inner child I love that yeah there's so many ways I mean this is really the fun part is like developing that loving part I think it's fun, but I think all of it's fun. So that's me. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, we hope you had a good week. We're not done here, though, by any means. We've just no, started. Just getting started. Mm-hmm. So um, can you tell us about your Mercury Retrograde Challenge real quick? Yeah, so you can join <laughs> us at any time. 
Mercury went retrograde uh, last week on Friday, mm-hmm. and it's gonna it's a twenty one day Mercury retrograde challenge and period. So at TessWhitehurst.com, you can find this post with a special activity designed for each day of Mercury retrograde. Um, taking into account the moon sign, the moon phase, the day of the week, to help us work <laughs> with the energies of Mercury retrograde. I have just found that this, I love, do it now. I really yeah. do look forward to, I've always been an advocate of not fearing Mercury retrograde, but now I actually do look forward to it as a period of um, extra clearing, extra organizing, extra getting clear letting go of things that no longer serve, rethinking. So um, so if you'd like to join in the challenge, go to TessWhitehurst.com and you'll see it. Yeah. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm probably, I will be doing my inner child healing class again soon at some point. I don't know. Maybe March? Just, I would say get on the waiting list and you can go to my um highestlighthealing.com and there should be a button at the top where you can click on it and sign up for the wait list and you can learn about how to love yourself more in all the various ways. What's the format of that? I'm asking actually because I do want to do it. The format of that is it's four weeks. The first week is the loving and you know the inner adult and figuring out like all the ways to access that more than it's the inner child and learning variety of ways of um, communicating with them. And there's all, there's meditations involved. There's a Q and a, so if you need support, <clears throat> I'm doing that. Then there's the third week is the inner critic. And then the fourth week is the higher self. Cool. Yeah. So just getting in touch with all those ways and finding this new way of communicating with ourselves. It's really good, especially when you come from, I mean, it's, I think it's good for everybody, but when you come from trauma or, you know, where you didn't have a great example of, of caretakers, yeah, it's hard to know. Like we don't, they don't teach this in school, you know? Yeah. Um, alrighty. Well, this week we do not have a guest, so we do have questions. And that also brings me to, um, you can ask us a question. You can call us at 828-333-7181. I tried to combine the, the radio voice and the 333. By the way, I don't know what made me think of this. Should maybe say it after, but I felt really sad that Bob Saget died this week. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you know about that? I did know that he died. Yes. Well, the I felt really sad. I don't even know why. I mean, he seemed. But then I started reading all about him, and he seems like he was just such a loving person. Mm. Like everybody said, he told them how much he loved them all the time, and that's really nice that he was like that. (laughs) It didn't make me feel like, oh, I, I hope I would like to be more like that in the world, you know, like a Mm -hmm. very loving. I mean, I hope I am, but you know, you are. I don't think I'm as effusive as I could be. Hmm. Anyway, um, again, you can call us <laughs> 828 8283 uh, or you can email us at com or leave us on our website, Magic Monday Podcast. There's a little um, 
you know, button. button? Yeah, I guess it's a button. Yeah, and then also if you haven't written us a review yet on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, we would so, so, so appreciate it. It's really helpful for us. Yeah. Oh, and Spotify now you can um, leave just stars, like, you know, and uh, hopefully five. Hopefully five stars. Hey, I just saw on our Magic Monday Podcast listeners page, we have 444 members. Ooh. Four four four. That's one of your favorite numbers. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm mentioning it. Um, yeah, we really, really appreciate the reviews. It helps people find us, and we just also like to read about making people feel happy. We really, really do like that. So if you don't like us, as always, keep it to yourself. Zip it. Just keep it <laughs> zipped. Yeah, I mean, unless we're hurting somebody, why bother telling anyone about that? Just go to a different (laughs) podcast. Don't waste your time. You've already wasted enough time listening to a podcast you don't like. Yeah. Just cut your losses. Yeah. Move on. You don't need to spend time here. That's an enormous mug that you're drinking out of. Yeah. I wow. Really, I do uh, prefer enormous mugs uh, most of the time. <laughs> wow. I I don't know that I've ever seen a mug that large. What? No, I think it must be an optical illusion because it's like a tall latte or something. I mean, the handle looks like it's made for a giant. It's wow. maybe because my hands are so small. My hands no, are like miniature no, hands. Wrong, zero. Look, There's no baby way. Hands. No, your hands actually look <laughs> quite long. Those fingers. Anyway, <laughs> here we are. Maybe you could post a picture of that mug, and we'll take a survey on Tuesday <laughs> about after people have listened if they think that looks like an enormous mug. Okay. Okay. So now so, it's time for our questions, right? That's correct. Okay. All right, so our first question is from Jenny. And by the way, um, I asked on the Magic Monday podcast listeners page on Facebook, which um, if you want to get on there, that's fun. And uh, yeah, that's, I guess, all I have to say about that. Okay, so Jenny said, I would love to know your tips on connecting with the spirit of your house and land you live on. Is there a specific altar to keep for these spirits? I feel like I'm saying this weird. Is there a specific altar to keep for these spirits or daily meditations for protection of your home and connection with the land and its creatures? Love you both. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Jenny. It's almost my birth. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. (laughs) Okay. So would you like to say something first? Sure. Yeah. So there are many ways you can do this. Uh, I, I'll i just talk about my experiences to give you an orientation. Then you can follow your intuition. This is one of those things I think following your intuition is a good plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember the first time I consciously wanted to connect with the spirit of my home. It was mm-hmm. um, an apartment in Hollywood. And oh. um I how old had, were you? I was probably 25, 26. Oh, okay. And I cleared all my clutter. This was like my realization with clutter clearing mm. and maybe 24, 24 or 25. Okay. Anyway, I had cleared all the clutter. It took a very long time. I had cleaned thoroughly. And then I lit candles. Mm. Um, Ted was gone. He was working at elsewhere and i was barefoot because that i think being barefoot is important like so a candle lit when you connect with this when you connect with the spirit 
the spirit of your home. Yeah, because you want to actually physically connect with the, the ground in your home.、Mm. And I remember feeling kind of like the spirit of the wood, like the aliveness、mm. of the wood, and then just opening up. It's really setting that intention and opening up to that spirit of place. And then I did a space clearing. So I clapped. I used sage. I, I'm pretty sure, I know I had read Clear Your Clutter with Feng Shui, but Karen Kingston also wrote Creating Sacred Space with Feng Shui. And I believe that is where I got the inspiration to really just listen and、uh, kind of tune into that silent spirit of place. But you can just do that. You just set that intention and do that. Maybe create some sacred space with candles and incense or whatever feel, music could be, or it、mm. could just be silence. You、and、usually also- clap. I would say the clapping I have found is for if there's like stuck energy, like especially well, in the corners. I think sometimes with clutter clear, I mean with space clearing, just regularly doing it. Maybe、hmm. there can get to be some stagnant energy in corners. Not because it's like something is wrong with the energy flow, but just because of the nature of corners and enclosed、yeah. spaces.、Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you think of energy as flowing through a space like water or air. So if you think of water thro- flowing through rectangular spaces, like the kind of、mm-hmm. there might be some kind、I、of gunk that gets caught in the corners. What, I feel like you were disagreeing with me, but then it sounded like you were agreeing with me. No,、oh. I was, but I guess the reason why I thought I might be disagreeing was because it sounded like the way you said it was like only in very specific cases when energy gets stuck, which what I, what I was saying was、Is、like it kind of always gets stuck. Oh, I have found like. Yeah, okay. I mean, I guess it's fine. Whatever you want to do. I, to me, the clapping feel, and this is where you can go with your intuition, because I like to use light to clear out homes but,、um, and spaces and, for, and bells in the corner.、Mm-hmm. The bells cl- are great. Yeah, and if it, feels ex- if it feels like it needs a little jolt. But <clears throat> and for me personally, clapping feels harsh. But, you know, peop- every- that's why you should listen to yourself. Yeah, it depends on what feels right to you. You don't have to do it. And I will say that since I've been doing, because you also asked about meditation, and since I've been regularly clearing the space in my home as part of my daily meditation practice,、yeah. I don't physically clear the、yeah. energy as much as I used to. I rarely do because it's just every day I ask Archangel、yeah. Michael and Archangel Raphael to vacuum my space, to fill it with light. And then I ask a circle of angels to surround my house. And I ask um, Archangel um, Sandalfon to anchor it into the earth and Metatron to connect it with the cosmos. So I have this,、uh, and that ritual is in Holistic Energy Magic, my book,、mm-hmm. which now there's an audio version of that too. So Kindle, physical, audio, but it's in there. So if you want to do that same practice that I do as part of my daily meditation, it's, I mean, I just described it to you, but if you want it to be written down somewhere, that's where you can find it.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do the same thing with my house every day when I meditate. And like I said, I use light. And then at the end, after I'm done, I just imagine clearing the whole house out with light and the light moving anything that doesn't serve us into the earth. As far as connecting with the spirit of place, I really like to remember. I did this more, I mean, it kind of feels more obvious where I am now that the 
Earth is sacred space because I'm in a kind of very naturey area. But when I lived in LA, I remember realizing that from the perspective of the planet, that humans have been here such a short time. Like mm. from when you think of the whole span of the planet's life, we've barely been here at all. So that kind of concrete city feeling was totally brand new to the earth. So I would sometimes just remember like, this is sacred space. I would remember the earth's memory of it being this nature, just pure nature. And it's still having that essence underneath the city. And then also just still there, just present in, in the city. I just realized that her question is, because it's funny, we both talked about clearing out stuff, but her question actually was about connecting with the spirit of the house and the land. And one thing I want to say with the land, I find it easier maybe because I'm in nature too. Um, but like I very actually recently started um, actually connecting with the spirits of the land in my meditation after. So I imagine I do all that clearing and then I imagine um, – just with my intuition, any of the, yeah, and they feel very old to me too, mm -hmm. like this, any spirits on the land and I acknowledge them, thank them, thank them for protecting the house, thank them for being there. And I also have asked them, like, is there anything that I can do? Like, is there something that you want for me to do on the land? And they've showed me certain things like showed me show. Yeah, that's the right word. Um, Like in front of the, they wanted me to do something in front of our property, um, like have a little clearing and stuff like that. So just trusting your intuition. And I think thanking them is really good. I haven't, the spirit of the actual house, Um, I guess I just connect with the energy, but I haven't thought about it in that way. Have you? Yeah. And yeah, what... I feel like places have, if you listen, mm -hmm. just set that intention to feel the aliveness, then there's an energy there. There's like a, a, a living yeah. presence that I, I do that. connect with. But yeah, so connecting with the spirits of the land, you can, I like to leave crystals sometimes. Mm. I think of the, the nature spirits as fairies, so fairy offerings of crystals, you could pour Pour a bottle of uh, beer or ale or wine mm -hmm. onto the earth or even some water mm -hmm. and bless it and then offer it to the earth. And I also, also think like gardening and yeah. when, like being aware of that and like also like if you uh, it's not the time of year here but like when you are gardening I've asked like the fairies on the land to help protect from the animals that like to eat my food and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, and I think bird seed, having a bird feeder or oh, bird yeah. seed, that's, those are spirits of the land. That's and, true. We have lots of And I of have it. a um, little wind chime. It's amazing that it stays there because our wind here is, I mean, the, have I talked about how windy yeah. it gets? I mean, it gets so windy that our house shakes. It's just, it's, it's shocking. Wow. I mean, you would really be shocked by how windy it gets here. It's like every year. I'm mm -hmm. like, really? This is how windy it gets? I'm surprised every year. But mm -hmm. um, anyway, we have this little tinkly wind chime with a prism. 
So it, it has this beautiful little fairy sound outside our front door, and it also casts rainbows that dance all around. Nice. And I feel like stuff like that, like rainbows and little tinkly noises, like crystals, like things like that, the nature spirits appreciate. I get the sense. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. We've just been recently um, adding a lot of bird seed out there. And so we've been seeing so many more birds. And it really, it's true. They're part of the land. It's so nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do that, like, maybe even in the city. Like, if you have, I don't know, like, just yeah, a little window box. Yeah, I did. When I lived and... in the city, I had a bird uh, bird bath. Oh, and that's I'd cute. put out bird seed. It's nice. Okay. Um, so thank you, Jenny. Um, our next question is from Jillian, and she says, "But uh, do -do. I would love some insight on how to break through shame as an adult. I'm working very hard on feeling 34 years old as opposed to 14 or 17. What has helped me the most is meditation and an experience with edibles that showed me factually that I don't deserve all the shame. But it still creeps up. I talk with my inner child and desperately try to find my inner adult and can usually fake it and somewhat make it. It's to the point where I'm considering taking another edible to break my brain of this stuck pattern and feel more confident. Thank you all so much for your podcast. I love it every Monday. Um, I think it's funny that you're like... To that point where I may just take another edible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hold back on the edibles. Yeah, you know, regardless. I might as well. <laughs> also, that did you see that study? It's like peer-reviewed study that edibles uh, help prevent COVID. Yes. Was it yeah. edibles or tea or marijuana? And it's edible. Weed? It's eating it. It's not smoking. Oh. I mean, they said from what I read, it was That's like, well, bad. maybe it's smoking. But what we studied was ingesting it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which That's... I was like, oh, well, I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> I I can't. I will never, ever oh. do edibles after my terrible I experience. Know, that sounded really terrible. It wasn't even the regular. I won't even repeat it. Don't worry, people. But if you're interested, you can look back at whatever episode it was. Um, I still go back and read Reddit reviews about this. It's Delta Nine or something, and it could just do other people have that? They, did they also? Yes. Have oh well, then you could eat other edibles. I just can't. I just won't ever do it. I won't oh, ever do it. Oh, because anyway, I mean, they yeah. seem very gentle. I mean, I take them to sleep Oof. if you guys are new here. Yeah, not I, every night, but sometimes I take yeah. sleep gum. Eat sleep gum. Sleep gummies, like maybe like three times a week. That sounds fun. Okay. So what I would like to say here is, as <clears throat> I mentioned at the top of the podcast, like, I don't think the, well, okay, it's just that, like, we have these parts, you know, and, like, they will, I'm not saying they will always be there, like, you can never heal that, but they're part of you that it does, it's not surprising to me. I mean, it still creeps up with me, too, but. The difference, I think, is and the help here that I'm going to offer here is what I said before as well, which is if um, you said you're desperately trying to find your inner adult. So if you are talking to your inner child, it sounds like you're talking to her from another inner child part or you're merged with your inner child. So I would imagine it hasn't been too successful because you are, it's not anchored in that compassion and that, or that curiosity of like, Oh, let me bring you in like a, you know, like a loving 
nurturing person that you feel like when you're around them, it's like, oh, I just feel safe with this person. You know, that's the kind of energy that you want to be bringing up to when you're talking to your inner child um, or when you're, yeah, when you're, when you're connecting with them. So, um, you know, I'm also edibles probably did help that because it probably helped to quiet the inner child a little bit and bring in that, um, like when you said factually, sometimes the inner adult actually shows up that way. Like that's why it can show up either as curiosity or compassion because it can just be like, oh, hey, no, 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 look. Oh, that's interesting that you're feeling shame. Look, here, here's some facts. Like sometimes that is what the inner child needs to hear. Sometimes it needs compassion. You know, you will know by communicating with them. Everyone is different and also it can change. Like sometimes, you know, I will feel um, comforted by hearing just straight up facts like you did in this case. But, um, but sometimes I don't want to hear another word. I just want to feel loved, <laughs> you know. So your parts will tell you when you really are in communication. And I will just say, um, you know, maybe take my class whenever that happens. <laughs> but in the meantime, one thing you can do to help activate that is to put your hand on your heart because, um, you know, that activates oxytocin, which they call the love hormone. And they talk about that. I mean, Tess's book is great too. Like reading books about self-compassion. Um, the one that changed my life before Tess wrote hers, so it's not <laughs> competition, is the Kristen Neff self-compassion workbook. Me too. Yeah. And it has a bunch of meditations in there as well. Um, there was just something about that that helped activate my inner loving adult in a way that I wasn't able to before. Um and I think it was because she talks about things as a mixture of facts. <laughs> like she actually talks about a lot of studies in there about how self-compassion is really truly transformative. Um, and uh, I guess she's an academic, but also it involves the compassion. So when you put your hand on your heart or experience any kind of loving touch, for yourself, it activates what they call the love hormone, which is what like moms get when they are nursing. Um, or when or, you pet your cat. Or when you pet your cat. They also call it the cuddle hormone because it's when you're cuddling with someone. If you like physical contact, <laughs> then it brings that up. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so that kind of thing. And then making sure you're separate when you're talking to that inner child part, um, which is a little complicated to go into here, but um, but you just want to like know that you're talking to that. If you're feeling compassion towards that part, that means you're in that state of the self or the inner loving adult. Um, if you're feeling just uh, still sad, that means that you're merged with her. Or if you're judging her, um, that means that a, there's a louder critic part coming up. Um, but I also just want to say that, like, it is um, that it's not something to be eradicated from your life. Um, I mean, obviously, we want to transmute shame, but the part that is feeling that shame actually wants to be 
acknowledged and with you and to become a part of you, like a part of the loving adult part of the self, like with you, as opposed to, um, you know, shame is when, what I have found is that the pain of shame is that we're trying to keep it separate from us. And when we allow it in, that releases so much of it and it helps us to integrate. So you're doing great. And, you know, maybe edibles will help give a kickstart too. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to say too, if you haven't read Brene Brown yet, she, um, shame is her whole deal. Like she studies <laughs> shame. She talks about um, opening up to it in, in vulnerability in a way that is actually empowering and healing. So um, like Daring Greatly is really good. Gifts of Imperfection. Those are mm-hmm. great books to check out. And then um, I also got a hit of f- a flower essence. Th- oh. This is a kind of a thing that can be helpful. I mean, when you're going through something like this, where you're like, this is this pattern and it's an emotional pattern and it keeps showing up. Flower essences, it, it, not like this is the only thing you should do is take this flower essence and it'll fix everything. But it can be a good way to complement whatever mm-hmm. else you're doing as a to kind of break vib- it yeah, helps like break a vibrational support. So it's like you bring in the vibration, the wisdom of the flower. It's like it, they they preserve. So what a flower? In case you don't know, a flower essence is the vibration of a blossom preserved in water and often brandy, some kind of alcohol. Sometimes they use glycerin. Um, but the one I got for you is mustard. Mm. So maybe get some. That's one of the Bach 38 remedies. So you can get it at most health food stores. You can definitely order it on Amazon or Vitacost. But just get mustard. Maybe take a couple mm. drops under the tongue or in water two or three times a day for maybe mm. like 30 days. Mm-hmm. What does mustard get to? It's, I think it's like stuck energy. Hmm. Um, I think people take it for depression. Hmm. I'll look it I've up here. I've never heard of that one for this. Yeah, it just that's the one that's popping into my head for it. But definitely if you feel intuitively drawn to another one. I didn't mean I haven't heard of that one for this. I haven't heard of mustard as a flower essence. Oh, yeah. It's So here's what it says in my book. The light flower from soul pain to soul grandeur. Mm. So this is just they have like an ed, a Bach quote at the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. Those who are liable to times of gloom or even despair as though a cold, dark cloud overshadowed them and hid the light and the joy mm. of life. That sounds good. Yeah. I'd like to take it. Why not? Yeah, it says positive potential. You feel carried by the stream of life. You accept the ebb and flow of nature, knowing that joy always returns just as the sun comes back from behind the clouds. You pass through even cloudy days in serenity with clear inner confidence. You have rich emotions and sense things deeply. That's like the positive energetic. It sounds like what you were starting to feel. And maybe maybe we all should take maybe all Magic Monday listeners and hosts should take it. Everybody take mustard. <laughs> and eat happens. edibles. Yeah. If you're <laughs> in a legal place to do it, which I am not. All right. So thank you so much for your questions. And again, send them in. Now every other week we are um, doing guest free. It's a guest free zone. Although next week I'm really excited. We're having an Oracle deck creator coming on. 
Tarot. The what? A tar- tarot. tarot. That's what I meant. The what is her tarot deck called? It's Casey Zabala. The Wanderers Tarot. The Wanderers Tarot. Yeah, it's really, I love it. Okay, and now it's time for the Energy Report. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what came out today. <laughs> um, so, skis. All right, so, yeah, I, um, what I'm feeling into for the energy report, and once again, just a reminder, I'm also writing these up for Mind Body Green, and they're going out Tuesdays if you would like to see it in written form. We both have things to share in written form that we are saying here. Remember, yeah. you did too. I'm not the only one. Um, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so what I want to say is I'm really still feeling it. It's It's so interesting doing these energy reports because it's like, I notice like, oh, it's this again, it's this again. But how I see the energy, it's like different, you know, it's like kind of, it's like moving and it's a different part of the stream, but there is a similar theme. Mm-hmm. So the Venus retrograde is still very much a presence as it goes direct on my birthday, January right. the 29th. So that is in um, almost two weeks, basically. Um a little less than two weeks from if you're hearing this on Monday. Um, and it has been really interesting to see these themes. So, okay, what it basically is that I'm seeing here is what we were, a little bit about what we were talking about, but looking at relationships and um, I've, there's been so much friendship stuff coming up for people and looking at this alongside it this um theme of blame there's been a lot of blame stuff going on and and the way i see it it's like kind of like um painting with a with a broad stroke so like um if you're evaluating how you feel about yourself in a friendship or even just friendship in general or any relationship it could also be work your relationship to work um, looking at, are you taking, are you um, going into the energy of blame? Either way, like either blaming somebody else or blaming yourself. Um, because what's happened, it's almost like also what I was seeing was like that collective pattern of blame has been really up for people. Basically, like for, you know, since for a few years, but especially with the pandemic, there's been a lot of sides happening, you know, like oh. these people are bad or these mm-hmm. people are good or I'm bad and they're good or, you know, but mostly it's like very, very a lot of blame happening mm-hmm. about how people are handling everything from vaccines to Matt, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just been it, what's coming up. I'm seeing is like this need to completely release that as being even a point of information because it really doesn't even matter. Oh yeah. <laughs> because what's underneath it, when you release the um, coding of blame, and you, what you can do then it's a distraction. So what you can do then is to tune in. Okay, so actually, what do I need from this relationship? As opposed to who's to blame or Mm. I'm a terrible person. I am to, I'm doing instead. Well, what do I actually need right now? Um, so to go away from that, um, feeling, because what 
I'm getting really is that like blaming stunts growth. It just doesn't do it just keeps it locked in place because it just does. Even if somebody is like, say somebody did hurt your feelings. Okay. But if you're stuck in they're bad there, they did this to me, then you're stuck in the dichotomy of victim and perpetrator. Um, I'm not saying you shouldn't have your feelings. In fact, you should. What I'm saying is, in fact, directing you, letting go of that and going into, oh, I need to feel my feelings about how hurt I am. Or I need to feel my feelings about like that, how often I was blamed as a kid. Mm. Whatever it is. Because, yeah, feeling into what we need moves the energy, promotes growth, allows for things to move. Um, so I would just say then to be tuning in to asking yourself, am I blaming myself here? Oh, can I let that go? Can I allow my, you know, what are my feelings underneath this? Um, the other thing that's interesting as a theme is I've been seeing a lot of people who are wanting to, who have like walls built up, um, protector walls that want to, um, like a need for connection. That's another thing this Venus is bringing up. It's like, oh, I want to connect. But I'm noticing that I'm either feeling like people don't like me or I feel scared to let myself be myself around people. Mm -hmm. So just noticing like, where can I let these walls down? And as I let them down, what's coming up for me? Again, what do I need? How can I evaluate this in a way where I'm coming back to giving myself what I need. Yeah. Um, so I can be more open and valuable. I mean, feel my value. Um, I was just looking at, I think I have one other point. Um, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say when we aren't valuing ourselves, that's another time we tend to go towards blame because we tend to go into that, um, just into that yucky dynamic, which is like heavy. And we're also stuck in the the mind element of it. Like, oh, I'm assessing this in terms of like who's right, who's wrong, as mm -hmm. opposed to moving into where we can grow, which is the spiritual body, the energetic body, and our emotional body. That's how things are going to move. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I feel like I have been tuning into that with the pandemic, too, in the way that but it like I want to clarify I, you already did clarify, but just clarify again, because I feel like there is some gray area with like that. It is different than it's it's not spiritual bypassing. It's like you can still feel like angry. You can still feel sad. You can still feel angry and sad because of what somebody else did. That's not blame. Those yes. are just your feelings in response. I think yeah. this it's more of like there's a subtlety here where you have to connect with like what really does that mean, the energy of blame? And how is that different than the energy of just anger or sadness in response to someone else's behavior? It's like blame, I think it has, like, if we're going to define it, what is it? It's like pushing something off on somebody else, right? Or like, on yourself. Or like, oh, if you're blaming yourself yes, too. That it's, it's like, this shouldn't have happened. Oh, I think there's that too. There's that, like, um, subtext is this shouldn't have happened. Like, these people shouldn't have done this, right? It's well, like being out of alignment with what's already true, sort of. Yeah, I would say also, but when you're blaming, what I think is the big thing with blame is it's very, 
Yeah, I mean, you could talk about it like that. It's also what I was going to say is black and white thinking. It's very Mm -hmm. much like it gets you out of the nuance and everything you're feeling. It gets you out of your feelings and into your, it's a very, um, and and just especially when you're blaming yourself, it's just really about like, um, like I said, it's putting it into a victim perpetrator dynamic. Like, oh, I, I did something bad. There's something wrong with me. There's some as opposed to yeah. I can to, never forgive myself. Yeah, like as this, opposed yeah. to what do I need here to heal? What do I? What nurturing do I need right now? Um, how can I love myself more or whatever it is? Yeah, and then when it's somebody else, like that us against them dynamic of like th- those people are anti-vax and these people, you know, mm-hmm. like that, those kind of it. Like I, that's why I feel like talking about the subtlety is important because yeah. we are gonna feel angry, we are gonna disagree with people and the way that they're dealing with the pandemic. Like that's and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when you start to feel like, um, like they they're not even humans anymore. Like oh, I can't even have any kind of sympathy or understanding because they're in the other team like that's just one expression of it where you feel disconnected from well okay i don't agree with their response it actually makes me angry it makes me feel unsafe i feel all these feelings in response to it and they're doing the best they can too like that's what they also think is best right now you know yeah i think what happens is you don't even have to know if they're doing their best they can or not because when you go into blend like okay what's coming up for this anger oh it makes me feel what do i need right now i feel out of control i feel Mm -hmm. like they are like friends like i feel like the everything i'm gonna get taken i'm just like spitballing here but like Nobody cares about me. Nobody's protecting other people. That right. makes me feel really scared and sad. And yeah, and then, and then you can heal that within yourself. So then it shifts that instead yes. of externalizing those feelings. Yeah. 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 And and the blame thing also, especially with the self, it just stunts that growth all the way. Like, oh, I'm just bad at relationships or something. It's Mm. like, you know, that's really blaming the self. All that does is keep you feeling bad about yourself and it keeps you stuck in that energy. Like, oh, I'm not growing. It's like, no, not none of that is true. What's true is that you need something right now. Yeah, and you make mistakes like everybody, but that doesn't mean you're not worthy of love or whatever it is. Yeah, and it's basically what I'm talking about is getting back into the inner adult, getting into the self Mm -hmm. and and unplugging from blame. Yeah. Because that isn't, yeah, that just keeps you stuck in a part of you that either feels bad about you or wants to... um, just stay stuck in a dynamic with somebody else. All okay. Right. Love it. Great. Okay, now it's time for practical magic. So, um, happy full moon, by the way. We forgot to oh, mention yeah. it's the full moon and it's uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day yes. on this particular Monday. So, it's um, his actual birthday, too. Oh, is it? I believe. Wait, no. His birthday's on the 18th. I thought it was. Oh, okay. The, so, yeah. So, um, so now the moon will start to wane, and that's why in the Mercury Retrograde Challenge, which is pretty much the magic I'm going to be doing this week, the 
It's not necessarily like spells, but it is that magical energy of being aware of the currents of energy and working with them. So this week, the Mercury Retrograde Challenge is focused on clutter clearing. So Mm. tomorrow, Tuesday, is edit your wardrobe so you could clear clear out the clothes that don't fit or the clothes that you don't ever wear or the clothes that you do wear but don't feel great in. Wednesday is delete old photos from your phone. And, you know, Mm. you can riff on this stuff. It's like I'm giving you these suggestions, but maybe – that day will come and you'll feel like, well, I'm not, I don't feel like deleting old photos, but I do feel like deleting old emails or mm. going through my photos and letting go of the ones I don't really need to hold on to forever. Like physical photos, I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Just examples of, you know, it's like you don't have to follow it slavishly. Just, you know, be aware and, and do what feels right. So Wednesdays, delete old photos. Thursday is clear out your wallet or purse. Fridays get rid of old relationship energy. So that's like if you have an old friendship or an old um, Mm. romantic relationship that is out of your life, then to go through and find pictures or presents or things that are related to that time, maybe things that used to belong to that person, And clear those out. I mean, if you want to let go of that energy so that you don't attract another friendship or another romantic relationship that's similar, or if you just want to create the space for more friendships or the space for another romantic relationship, then getting rid of that stuff would be a good idea. Saturday is my favorite day, Mm. which is clearing out your fridge (laughs) and your cupboards. Do you also have to clean it? Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to mm-hmm. do anything. It's none mm-hmm. of it is required, mm-hmm. but um, it is pretty great. Do you not like cleaning out your fridge? No, I don't. I, I think don't I might like be the it. only person, but for some reason, yeah. I just love it. I, I don't like it now. Mm. Yeah, I just there's just really something great about it to me. I can't explain it, but um, Saturday's that day. Clear out your fridge okay. and cupboards and donate stuff if it's still good or. Uh, compost it if it's not still good. Don't and eat stuff if it's still good? What? You said don't eat stuff if it's still good. Compost it or donate it. Oh, donate. Mm-hmm. I thought you said don't eat. Oh, yeah. Got it. Then Sunday is to clean your house while listening to music. So that's, a, I think, music while you're cleaning or clearing the space. It helps move energy around. So it like kind of puts in an energetic dynamic just with the music. Do you ever think about how great it is that we can listen to music? I do. Like I think about how before there were recordings and electricity, Mm -hmm. which was most of the time humans have been here, you only got to hear music when there was a musician nearby playing music. Hmm, I've never heard the thought about that. You have not? Never. See, I just like, it's one of those things like the post office where it's like our whole life we've had the post office. Mm. But sometimes I think about it and I'm like, this is amazing. Like this is, we are so lucky to have this. But music is one of those things where it's like, I mean, if you could just, a person from just, you know what, like 100 years ago or 150 years ago, 100 and be like, here's some earbuds. Now you can listen. Like, I mean, it would just yeah, be this magical be thing. for them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that would be very magical for people. Flying. I mean, like I was showing you before, Brett and my daughter made me um, 
um, homemade candle holders, and they are from marble. They made them from marble, and like our friend Melissa said to me, like, can you imagine like back in like I don't know the fourteen hundreds or something, if you were like, oh, you can just get all this marble mm-hmm. for like just to make crafts. They'd be like, what? Right. Yeah, I know. And like how I was thinking about how I've been putting purple conditioner in my hair and how purple dye was like so expensive. And so, I mean, it was only the wealthiest people like kings and queens had purple dyed things. So um, anyway, Sunday, listen to music, (laughs) clean your house. (laughs) Yeah, Um, And any other ways that it just feels right to you. Like yesterday, I... Um, first, for me, first day of Mercury retrograde, I deleted all these old tweets and old Facebook posts from like thousands and thousands from the last decade. Because really, it it makes me feel uncomfortable that those hang around unless you yeah. actively delete them. And it had been kind of hanging over my head. So yeah. I just took some time and cleared them, deleted them, and it felt very right. So that would be another example if you're like, you know what, I'm finally going to do that clearing project that I've been wanting to do. It's a great week for that. Well, that's great. Um, Okie dokie. Thank you for that. And you can find that on your Instagram and Facebook, right? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. But the the whole challenge where you read all the details is at TessWhitehurst.com. Oh, okay. All righty. Well, before we pick our card... Um, we'll just say we've already basically said where you can find us most places. You can also find us on Instagram at Magic Monday Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also send out a newsletter um, weekly. Tess writes it monthly. I write one. You can sign up at MagicMondayPodcast.com. It's also just good to be on there in case who knows, maybe we'll do something webinar, something fun. You will want to know when you'll we want, maybe do something. That's right. You'll want to know that. Um, and you can find me at Highest Light Healing. Why don't you follow me on Instagram? I've been doing some reels. I've been having a lot of fun with that. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I also say a lot of stuff about things. Anyway, I thought you were going to make fun of me for saying that. So I paused to be made fun of, but you didn't do it. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, so that's Highest Light Healing, and you get it. Also, sign up for my mailing list. You'll hear about fun things. Okay, what about you? Oh, uh, you can find, I already mentioned, TessWhitehurst.com. I'm on Twitter at TessWhitehurst, Facebook at TessWhitehurst, author, Instagram at Tess4444, and YouTube at TessWhitehurst. All right. Well, this week, I got a new deck. The Ooh. Urban Crow Oracle. Urban Crow. Wow. Look at it. Look at oh, it. Oh, it's great. It's by MJ Cullinane. Um, I will say I love the pictures. The deck. And they, they're all crows in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what uh, I would assume. Oh, really? Why? Because it's <laughs> called the Urban Crow Oracle. Oh, yeah. That's funny. They are not all in the city. Oh, oh okay. maybe they are. Maybe they are. Hold on. You know, it didn't even occur to me that they, well, I don't know. I mean, there's they're all crows. Let's put it that way. I guess maybe they are in the city. They're around nature stuff, so it didn't strike me that way. 
Um, I the it's really beautifully. It um, seems like very neat art from the cover. Yeah, the art is beautiful. The 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 guidebook is a little sparse, I would say. Mm. But that's okay because I like to use my intuition anyway. Um, and I actually I picked two this time. I don't know why I felt led to it, and it's so interesting because they both are really similar. They mm. both have shadows to them because one is memory and the other is ghosts. Oh. And they're both basically about like letting go of the ghosts of your past and also checking in with like what do you value? It's so much of the energy report and also practical magic in terms of like clearing out. Yeah. The ghosts of your past. Um it's interesting cuz it did say that crows have really good memories and they <clears throat> they don't forget a friend or a foe <laughs> oh they are so smart crows it's amazing yeah they're really smart um it's funny it says when a crow spots a predator or known human who has been less than kind they go into a frenzy calling out to all the danger that danger is near they spread the word about good stuff too such as people who tend to share their lunch or places where food is often discarded um memory asks you to examine areas where you may be letting a past hurt or situation impact on how you engage with someone today are you cautious are you holding a grudge do you expect others to behave in a certain way because of past behavior wow yeah so yeah i think this is it does like go back to blame you know and letting go of if you're holding on a grudge instead ask yourself what do you really need here yeah. What did you pick? So I drew, uh, again, from my Magic of Flowers Oracle, and I drew Hydrangea, which is restructure the pattern. Mm. So it's transmutation, really. It's like in the picture, she's bringing in energy from one, like a certain kind of quality of energy on one hand and then trans uh, kind of radiating rainbow light from the other hand so i think it is again it's like the the clutter clearing the revisioning from practical magic because Mm -hmm. of mercury retrograde but also exactly what you're talking about like we're bringing in it's like breathing into our feelings and also acknowledging patterns and acknowledging old pain and old patterns that don't serve us anymore and then uh changing them yes proactively restructuring yes 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 yeah and that's basically yeah what i was talking about there wow unplugging from that blame and restructuring how do you want to interact all right thank you everybody we love you where I may just take another edible.